Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and today I'm joined by Danny, VP of Communications for the KC Current. On this episode, you will hear about the progress being made to the new stadium and how the team is having a large impact on not just Kansas City, but the world. Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. To start us off, I would love to hear what your role is specifically with The Current. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This is a blast and a blessing. I love all of these opportunities that I can um, take advantage of and get to know amazing people within the community and that are doing big things. So shout out to you, first and foremost. Um, Secondly, I am the vice president of communications for the Kansas City Current, and um, I've been in this role for about a year now. Um, So it has been so beautiful and so cool and such an incredible ride up to this point because of how many things that we've accomplished and what we've done in such a short amount of time since I've been here. Um, And I know that it's only going to get better from here on out. What are some of your day-to-day responsibilities within the team? My gosh, Uh, I don't think it ever looks like the same day in and day out. So I'm going to give you like a very basic day, but it almost never always looks like this because on a match day, it's going to look totally different from like a normal day or an open practice day is going to look totally different from a groundbreaking or um, a milestone on our stadium site. So my job consists of a lot of different things. I have two amazing people under me um, who are incredible co-workers, Grace Rogers, who's in charge of um, our corporate and community relations from a communication standpoint, and then Jeff Husted, who um, is char- in charge of the soccer communications. So I oversee both of them, and then we also work hand-in-hand with our, with our content and social team. So there's a lot of things going on all of the time. Um, our new stadium is going to be down on the Berkeley riverfront. We broke ground on it on October 6th. And, um, the goal is for it to be open by March of 2024, the first match of our 2024 season. So there are a lot of different milestones that go into that. So an open training day, um, we'll get in, you know, early and make sure that all of the media members that need to know that there's an open training is happening. Um, and then we will open our gates. We'll communicate with the coaches and the players, um, and the technical staff to make sure that everybody's on the same page. They know what's going on, who they're expecting, um, and what the day kind of looks like. We prep them, we get them ready for, um, whatever they think they're going to need. We're out there with the media members for open training, They get a chance to watch it, engage with each other, and then also engage with the players and the coaches afterwards. So depending on who's requested and who, you know, has done some amazing stuff, uh, a lot of times they're the ones that we spotlight. So we have a lot of fun with that. They enjoy it too. Those conversations make it very important for us to tell their story within the community. So we love that. So they speak with the media members. That's kind of their day. We schedule that all out ahead of time earlier in the week. Um, And then after that, a lot of times there's podcasts to do. 
Um, you're communicating with the players constantly and the technical staff, and then you're also pre-planning for match day, which can be, if it's on the road, it's a whole different animal than when it's at home at Children's Mercy Park right now and just preparing um, credentials and in-stadium entertainment and then also making sure that we have the timeline with the Casey Current Stadium and what's coming up next. So it literally is we wear so many different hats and we want to accomplish so much and be the best soccer club in the entire world, the best women's soccer club in the entire world that you don't really have one day that looks just like another day because there's so many things going on. So there you go. That was just, I I would go into more detail, but that's kind of what a day on an open training day looks like. You mentioned the new stadium. I was going to get into a little later, but since we have already brought it up, how impactful will the new stadium be not only for the team here in Kansas City, but for Kansas City as a whole and the league as well. And as we all know, the World Cup is coming in three years, which is unbelievably exciting. I would love some input on, you know, what you think this is going to do for the city. It's the first purpose-built stadium for a women's professional soccer team in the entire world. So that's pretty amazing to be able to say. And the first purpose built for a women's professional team period. So I think that that holds so much weight and so much value because you're making history and it's crazy that it's happening right here in our own backyard. So when we get media outlets asking to cover it from overseas, different countries, different um, continents, it is that pinch me moment where you realize that this is something that's so much bigger than yourself. So it is impacting the world. It's a blueprint for what other teams can do and what we want women's sports to look like. The opportunity to invest in facilities, to invest in your players, to invest in your front office staff is that blueprint that we're hoping will catch on and will be something that grows the sport and grows women's sports in general. The fact that it's happening in Kansas City is a whole nother element to it because it's changing the riverfront. It's changing the skyline in downtown Kansas City as Currently, I think the first state downtown stadium until, you know, the Royals come along and decide that they're going to put theirs down there as well. But it's it's really cool to see that whole area be revitalized and it really grow for even downtown in general, just to be growing at the pace that it is, is so powerful and so impactful. But the idea of Casey Current Stadium actually starting that and really being a catalyst for the revitalization of the riverfront Berkeley riverfront park is one of my favorite things to just see as those milestones develop that, okay, women's soccer sports is having an impact that isn't just for sports. It is impacting everyone in the Kansas city area. It has been so exciting to see the progress of the stadium. Dan and I, whether it's driving by on the highway, going down to Berkeley riverfront to be able to see in person continued growth and construction of the stadium. And as you said, to be able to witness a piece of history being built in Kansas City is so incredible. And it's been amazing to just hear from people, the excitement built around it. And I hope that area just continues to expand. I know Barquet is down there and there's some apartment complexes, but being able to utilize that space and continue to grow Kansas City and that being pushed through, I think because of the stadium is incredible and shows how quickly Kansas city has supported a team that is so new to the city. Yeah. And for it to be a women's professional team, 
I think has a lot more impact now than maybe it did a few years ago. And for the traction for it to have gained as quickly as it did, going back to your point, it's awesome to see people sporting teal on Fridays. And even when we were out and about in the community, one of our fans said, look, I wear teal every Friday. It's teal Friday for me. I'm going to wear my teal into the office. It's become more of just a community asset than it is a soccer team or it is just another professional team. Like this is something that people really buy into because they believe a lot of the values and a lot of the beliefs align with what they believe. And it's a different experience at a women's professional soccer game than it is just about any other professional league in the entire United States. And so I think people really grasp that and they really hang on to that and they really fall in love with that. And how many fans we've had come up to us say, I wasn't a sports fan before this. And then you guys brought the current to Kansas city and soccer is the first sport that I've fallen in love with because I've fallen in love with your players because I've fallen in love with what you're doing and what you stand for. And so I think that's really cool and a really cool perspective to have on it because you don't really think of like soccer fans as just your average people, your average fans, but these are current fans are, are fans of soccer. They're fans of women's sports. They're fans of empowering women in traditionally male dominated roles as professional athletes. Right. So I think that's really cool to step back and see what Kansas city is doing because we are a sports town and we embrace our sports teams and for the fan base to have done what it's done and to be crazy and rowdy and have the electricity at these matches that they do at a men's match speaks volumes to just the incredible culture that here is here in Kansas city. And I have fallen in love with that. And so as my family, and I'm sure you can attest to it as well. A lot of people come to Kansas city and don't really know what to expect. And then they fall in love with this community, the people, the fans and the sports. Not only is Kansas city, such a sports town in general, I had no idea how large the soccer fan base was here. Dan is a, big fan of the premier league. And he yeah. was telling me about all these bars in Kansas city. There's several of them that are specific to premier league fan bases around Kansas city. And I'm sure I'm not the only Kansas city who can say that my love of soccer has really grown with the show, Ted Lasso. I'm not someone who grew up <laughs> playing soccer. I played once in second grade, tripped over a ball during practice, broke my arm and was like, this is clearly not the sport for me. And it was not something I grew up watching. Having Jason Sudeikis being from Kansas City, watching a show about Premier League soccer with these Kansas City Easter eggs in it, at least for me personally, I can say has piqued my interest in soccer, both in men's and women's. And I'm sure that a lot of people feel that feel that as well. So with the current being such a new team, what has the process been like to reach not only fans who are already soccer fans, but fans who our newly soccer fans, and then also maintaining that loyalty. There's so so much that goes into that. And I don't think I'm going to be able to condense it, like trying to explain my day on a daily basis um, was just a long form rambling. Um, It's kind of that same philosophy is that we have so many different things that go into how we want to reach people and how we want to build our brand. And it's every little detail and every decision that is made. There's so many layers that go into it. And we do so much with absolute intention. And from the teal in the logo to the name, the Kansas City Current, 
to the match day experience and everything that goes on inside the stadium to building the Kansas City Current Stadium and how we're presenting that to the public. There are so many little things that go into it that I'm not going to get into the into the weeds with you on it, but everything is done with intention for the purpose of that. It is reaching the fan that isn't necessarily a soccer fan. It's reaching the people who want a place where they feel comfortable going to a sporting event and a place of community that people feel really proud of and feel like not only they can support, but also something that represents them. And I think that's really important to keep in mind when we're making these decisions and we're reaching people that we haven't reached before is that we have this identity and we want to build on this identity. And I think it's really important that people also know that, that we care about the fan experience and we care about fans. And obviously we very much care about our players, which sometimes can get overlooked and being a player first organization is really important to us. So I think that all of that and the idea of chasing championships and being a successful club, all of those things with intention go into how we reach Kansas city and how ultimately we reach the world. Getting back to you. I would love to hear what your professional journey was prior to working with the team. Oh boy. You want all this craziness? Okay. Well, I will give you the modified version of this roller coaster. So I actually grew up in Dallas. I went to school at Oklahoma state university. Um, I got a double major in audio and video production and broadcast journalism. But during that time, I also played women's professional football for the Dallas diamonds. Um, and this is helmets, pads, 11 on 11, full contact. Um, I brought my Super Bowl ring today, so I figured I would kind of show that off for you. I know that this is audio, but people ask me a lot, wow, is that a chief Super Bowl ring? And of course I get to say, nope, that's my Super Bowl ring. So being able to say that and have that background definitely helped me in my um, next stages of life and my career. And it opened up a lot of doors for me. I am very proud of what I accomplished while I played for the Diamonds. Um, I was a 2007 Rookie of the Year. I was blessed enough to be a part of the team that won it all in 2008. Um, I'm a three-time pro bowler and um, got a chance to be a part of the first ever women's national team for the U.S. And we ended up winning a gold medal in Sweden. So being a part of all of that was really amazing. It was fun. It was something that I will never change. And it is a part of my identity and my passion for football. So after that, I graduated. I went out to Dodge City, Kansas to get my first job. Started in a bureau for uh, the CBS affiliate in Wichita. And um, I tell people I got the two best things in my life out of it. I got my first job and I found my husband out in Dodge City. So um, we met on a Corex softball team. I'll spare you all of the romanticism. But then we ended up moving into Wichita. I got promoted to that CBS affiliate. And then three years later, um, ended up with a job opportunity in Kansas City at KCTV5 as their weekend sports anchor, and then was blessed enough to be a part of the Chiefs radio network for a few years um, and got to experience all of that. And then a year later was promoted to sports director at KCTV5. And then just a year ago, um, Chris and Angie Long approached me as well as a couple of other people within the Kansas City Current organization um, and just told me about all the really amazing things that were going on here in a job opportunity um, in the communications department. And um, I had already been a huge advocate of The Current at KCTV5. We got them on air at KCTV5 their first year as KCNWSL. And so that was like my pride and joy. Um, 
but then uh, being able to actually be involved with the organization was something that I just couldn't pass up the opportunity. Um, being a part of the first ever stadium uh, for women's sports is pretty amazing. And um, to be part of a team that is so dedicated to the community and dedicated to success is pretty enticing as well. Um, and then the people are incredible. Chris and Angie are phenomenal leaders and the people that they have hired in the front office are phenomenal leaders as well. And so, um, couldn't pass that up. And then the opportunity, uh, I have my two and a half year old daughter who will now know nothing other than women having equal opportunities in women's sports was something that was really powerful to me and, um, getting a little choked up talking about it, but I want to be a really good influence for her. And I want to be an example of what she can accomplish. That is such an incredible journey. And as you said, being able to take your experience with the diamonds and being a professional female athlete yourself, and then taking that advocacy and being on the interior side of using that advocacy for players and using your own experience. Women's sports is obviously overlooked in so many ways. And it's so incredible that Kansas City is at the forefront for laying down the ground in, in, in such a big capacity. And well, and I'm so passionate about women's sports because I do have that background. And um, it's amazing how with each chapter of your life, like you find this new motivation and this new passion, right? So like for originally for me, it was, I want to break glass ceilings and I want other women who are behind me to be able to do that as well. And to have that opening, to be able to do whatever they put their mind to. And now it's like, oh, I want my daughter to have this opportunity and I want my daughter to be able to live out her dreams. And so that's like my newfound motivation. And um, it's crazy because I'm, so I'm in my mid thirties and to think that I was one of the first, so I was part of the first all female crew to call a division one college bowl game on the radio. And for me as for some people I'm old, but like, you know, I feel kind of young. So for me to have said that back in 2019, that's a first, that's crazy to me. And so there are a lot of firsts that I've accomplished along my career. And I'm, I, my goal is to break these ceilings, but also I love being the first, which is cool to say, but I don't want to be the last. And so that's the pressure and the weight that you carry as you go into these different roles and these different chapters of your life is that you better not screw it up for the next one. You better not screw it up for the next woman coming into your position after this or wanting to accomplish the same things that you're trying to accomplish and the things that you're trying to change. So, because if you screw up, then that shuts the door for everybody else. So it is a, it's a weight um, that you carry, but it's a pressure that produces diamonds. And so I think that that is really powerful. And I love women's sports. And I, I feel like that's why this is the perfect place for me now. With the current in the stadium, being such trailblazers for women's sports and women's soccer, are you already starting to hear feedback from other professional women's team in any capacity of, we have seen what the current is doing and we're going to model the way that they're leading women's sports and take that and use it for our own. Yeah. And I think that actually goes back to one of your earlier questions in that um, this is a blueprint and we're hoping that it's a blueprint for other women's professional teams around the world, whether it's soccer or whether it's, you know, lacrosse or whether it's rugby or um, honestly anything like we hope that we can kind of lead the way for that and show that if you invest in women's sports, it will pay dividends. And we have heard a lot from other teams basically asking, is this worth it? 
does it pay off in the long run? Now, do we have a big enough sample size to say yes? I think so. And it's only going to go up from here, which is pretty incredible to be able to say. But while we build this first stadium, while we've already built the training complex, we are seeing other teams follow suit. And so for that to be happening in the WNBA, for that to be happening in the NWSL, I think is really powerful to say that we were the trailblazers for that. And it's only going to get better from here as expansion teams come into the NWSL, as the WNBA expands. Um, and as women's college sports get so much bigger, we saw it in the um, TV ratings for March Madness for the women's basketball tournament, how much more people are interested in women's sports. And I think that's amazing. Um, and also, again, back to it adds pressure because you want to be able to provide that blueprint and help out other teams to make sure that, okay, you are going to be set up for success as well. You don't have to go through the same growing pains that our organization did or that we did, and we can set you up to also make the league and women's sports better. So I think it's an incredible journey and people are always asking questions and other teams are constantly asking questions. And I think that's really good because we all want to grow women's sports. As a newer fan to soccer, as I mentioned, I'm excited to continue to follow the team and see and see where they go. Yeah. And that's something that's really important to us, especially as we're building the stadium too, is that we want it to be very local and we want Kansas city to feel like, again, like this is a part of the community. This is a community asset. This is something that um, really reflects who we are as people and who really love what we're doing here. And we want to be here. And the, Current signed a 50-year lease with Port Casey, so you know that it's not going anywhere anytime soon, um, which is something that we're very proud of, but then also all back to the details of everything that's within the stadium, right? Like it's going to be a very good fan experience, and the pitch club is going to be the crown jewel with reflections and representations of, you know, the history of Kansas city and the local art scene and the importance of the local music scene and everything that goes into our community is so valuable and so important for our foundation that you can't not boast about it. And you, as an organization, we love the fact that we have the community behind us and we can't do what we do without them. What is the process like with the concessions well, that's a great question because all of the milestones are happening so quickly and a lot of the other stuff that goes into it, whether it's, you know, the technology that's going into the stadium, whether it's our food and beverage partners, um, what that all looks like is all simultaneously happening because the stadium is going up so quickly. So we broke ground on October 6th of uh, last year and then um, the stadium will open March of 2024, the beginning of April, whatever our first match ends up being for that season. And like you mentioned, you drive down there and things are already happening. I mean, it went vertical just a couple of weeks ago with the beams getting put in and then the grandstands just went in maybe a week and a half ago. Um, so next up, you're going to have the topping off ceremony, which will be in June sometime. And then uh, the pitch will be excavated and the seats will be put in and the scoreboard will get put on. So we still have a lot more really cool milestones that will happen. Um, we did partner with Megan and Colby Geralts of RIKC. Um, so they are leading our food and beverage consulting and um, also partnering with Levy. So we are making sure that the food that goes in there represents what we represent is local and authentic to Kansas City, um, but also the owners of the venues. Um, again, 
represent what we represent and are diverse and are amazing at what they do. And um, I cannot wait to see what all ends up coming of that. And they are going to be really fun announcements when they do. Uh, but right now, I cannot share those tidbits of information. Um, but there you go. There's your your little nugget. Food is something everyone gets excited for. And I know with stadiums, people are always really excited to hear, you know, what what concessions they can enjoy during during games. I know with the airport, obviously, a very large part of the airport was making sure that the businesses inside were local. And as you said, represent Kansas City as a whole. And so it's as someone who is such a promoter of can all things Kansas City, and that's where a lot of my passion lies. It's been so exciting on my end as someone who is not does not have my hands physically in the pots of everything else going around, but as a watcher to see all the announcements coming and all the exciting things to to look forward to. It's constantly brought up on this podcast whenever I talk to podcast guests about what they're excited for. And one of the first things they're always talking about is, well, the current stadium going up and and the new airport and all these things. And it just shows Kansas City is growing at such a rapid pace. If the last two to three years have been any indication of where it's going, the NWSL and women's sports in general are just exploding and they're great investments and um, the ceiling is so high and I cannot wait to see how it grows and the expansion that happens and how people feel captivated by the growth and by the athletes I think that's going to be a really fun story to tell someday. And um, right now we are at the forefront of it. And I, again, I pinch myself thinking that it's happening right here in our own backyard in Kansas City, where a lot of people think that it's flyover country. And we know that it's so much more than that. How is the team going to be involved with the World Cup when it does come to Kansas City? It's going to be a lot of fun to have the World Cup here in 2026. And I think between sporting and the Chiefs and the current all coming together to really make this happen, obviously spearheaded by the Kansas City Sports Commission, right, and Kathy Nelson, what they've been able to do. But the proof that we're one of the smallest markets, if not the smallest market, to get a World Cup to Kansas City is pretty powerful. And the current are going to be involved as much as possible. I mean, there are um, opportunities to be – we're going to be a host city. So there are opportunities to, you know, host a country. There are opportunities to host a match. That'll be at Arrowhead. But to be able to utilize our facilities and show off to other countries um, and other fan bases that come in to watch that will be amazing, whether it's at our training facility or whether it's at Casey Current Stadium at that point and whatever else ends up being built around that, both for sporting and for Casey Current, um, is pretty cool. And 2026 kind of now feels like it's right around the corner, but it's still like two-ish years away. Um, and there's so much that's going to happen in that time that I cannot wait for the entertainment district to be built up um, around, you know, Berkeley Riverfront Park and more to be built up around the training complex. So when people get to 2026 and other people come in from other countries, 
this entire city is going to look very different and it's going to be really exciting to see how the current can be a huge part of that. And it's a matter of how, how can we be involved? We want to be involved. Can we host a team at the training complex? Can we host one um, at the stadium? Like, what does that look like? Is it a, is it a training site? Um, How can we be involved in helping out with, you know, matches um, all of that. And even the surrounding stuff that goes into it, like world cups are huge ventures. So the whole city is going to have to come together to make it possible and to really accentuate what we're all about and provide more opportunities for big events like this to keep coming to Kansas city. And like you mentioned, the NFL draft was the prime example of that. And that's just the start. I know that you feel the same way I do. The city's incredible. The people are amazing. Um, and it is, it is just such a blast to be a part of. It it takes a it takes a village to takes a village to raise a child takes a village to start a, a sports team and to really be all in on it. Danny, thank you so much. I loved hearing just about your incredible journey of where you were and how you got to the team. And I think your passion not only for the current itself but women's sports in general and. breaking those glass ceilings and being such an advocate and leader is so inspiring and is infectious. And I hope that people who listen to this and and hear you talk, just feel that your story resonates with them in some way, even if they don't have any sort of professional sports history themselves, professional experience. But I just hope that People continue to show their love and support for the team, just continue to back the team and everything they're doing in the way that they are leading the world in so many ways. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means because I hope that my story inspires and I hope it also encourages people to realize that it doesn't matter whether your dream is to be, um, you know, the most amazing mom in the world or whether your dream is to be the president of a sports organization, you know, everyone's dream looks different and everyone's journey looks different, but I hope that people can see and hear my story and realize that, um, whether you're male or female, you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to. And I just hope people know that that's the case and that, um, they have people around them that, support them and believe in them. And whether it's your family or your community or your friends, we're all in this together. No matter your, no matter your struggles or your adversity, if you have that final goal in mind and you have the belief that you can accomplish anything, then you can. You can find the team schedule for the remainder of the season on their website and follow them on Instagram at Casey Current. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential.